Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. Should Russia be banned from world sporting events? It's a yes or no question. Obviously, at least while this stuff's going down, I'm starting to think that I'd like to see them banned forever. I will reserve my comments any more than that on Russia or what's going on. I have opinions on Russia based on my interactions with Russians. I've had many over the years, but I don't want to fill Mickelson myself, so I will stop there. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It is hour two. And uh, that is brought to you, as always, by Great Western Original 16 Beers, the greatest beer in the game. I like that a lot. I like it a lot, and I picked it up at the Rush game on Saturday night at Sastel Center. And uh, welcome. I'm just so into this podcast thing now that people... I don't know if you're watching live on Game Plus TV right now or listen live or YouTube, or maybe you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I don't even know what a Stitcher is. I know. I'm just right? I'm just this dinosaur sitting behind a microphone hoping to entertain y'all. And that's what we got going on today. Adam Schultz is watching on YouTube. He writes in and he says, Happy Golden Gold Day, Vancouver 2010. I got really excited. I thought he said Happy Golden Corral Day. I was like, what? <laughs> Let's so go. We're, I'm driving. And Rod gets an ad on his phone for the Golden Corral, and I just thought the vehicle was going to, like, he was going to burst out of the vehicle. I was excited. Yeah. Um, coming up, Matthew Barnaby here in hour two. Whatever you want to talk about is on the table. We are the Golden Corral of sports talk. A little bit of everything for everybody. I guess it was today. The Golden Goal, Sidney Crosby. We all remember. That was today, uh, 12 years ago. Where were you? And while you think about it, I can tell you where I was. On the couch at my parents' beautiful ski chalet-style house in Milestone, Saskatchewan, watching the game on CTV. Canada, USA. I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. The golden goal. Luongo in goal. Theirs was Ryan Miller, right, for the yes. Americans? Where were you? I was at home watching that game on TV. What's home? Same thing. I was in Saskatoon. I would have been in Saskatoon at the time in 2010. Um, I would have just gotten back to Saskatoon. And so that was one of the great moments um, when he won. For me, even more than the golden goal for, was the Joe Sackett goal. That one sits more in my mind, watching, watching the 0-2 one. Yeah. For, for, for whatever reason, the golden goal seems to really get the most love. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> in sports history. Yeah. Uh, Tacona checks in from Winnipeg, and he says, Hey, crew, what I miss? 
Uh, not a whole lot. It's not a lot of breaking news today, but I can tell you what we have been talking about. Um, it's what everybody else is talking about. One, Alex Ovechkin getting nailed to the wall for not condemning Vladimir Putin, not necessarily supporting Vladimir Putin. The media wanted an answer. Where are you on Russia invading Ukraine, Ovi? And I stood up for Ovi. I don't know the guy. I've watched him play hockey several times. I hear he's a great guy. What the hell do you want him to say? What do you want him to say? And if he doesn't say he's friends with Putin, which he has gone on record and we've seen that he is, he might be put to death. Like, my God, the media really pisses me off sometimes. with Smarten up. So we talked about that and then the fact that baseball is in a lockout right now that nobody knows about. And they opened this thing in December with the idea that they would miss no time. They're like, if we start this in the first week of December, we'll get it all worked out by February 28th when the first day of spring training games were supposed to be. Well, guess what, folks? It's today. And I opened my score app today to write down all the games, and I'm just seeing beside these MLB games, canceled, 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 canceled. I'm like, it happened. And do you really care? Because I didn't until Ken Reed came on last hour from Sportsnet, not the Alpine skier, and said, look what we're missing out on as Blue Jays fans. Another year of Vladdy's contract and Bo Bichette and Kevin Bijo and all the exciting things they got going on. I, I never even thought about it because we're ensconced in a Stanley Cup playoff race and all the hockey that's going on, the buffet that's around here of the WHL and the university and the junior A. I never thought about it. Now I'm even madder. I know. I know. And um, for sure. And they said, right, the February 28th today is the day. If they get a deal done by today, they won't miss any games for the season and it'll start on time. Well, it's not, probably not going to happen today, you know, clearly. You know, and I wasn't upset either. Um, but something that we haven't talked about is... I'm looking at trying to get to Phoenix, and I think we did a little bit, but go down to Phoenix, and I'm like, ah, oh, spring training will be on. I've never been to spring training. How great will this be? There's four or five teams in, in the Phoenix area. Well, that's not happening, right? So it's, it's now starting to become an issue. Yeah, not this year, but I mean, it, eventually it will, but it's how yeah. much damage do you do in the process? Now, I'll be heading down to Florida this spring, and I'm wondering, will I be going over to Dunedin or maybe just hitting the closest one, or will they be even be playing at all because they haven't reported yet, and it sucks. You know, well, you know what? We've already talked about this enough. By the way, it's the last day of February. The draw for the Telemiracle 50-50 online raffle is Wednesday, right? So if you haven't got your tickets yet, get them. If you're watching in the homeland, the province of Saskatchewan, Get your tickets now at telemiracle.com and support Telemiracle 46, please. I know you have. I see over the weekend it's jumped by only $70,000. I say that sarcastically. That's a lot. But we need to hit 726000 Is somebody just waiting to pull out a really big check at, in the, <laughs> tomorrow? <laughs> no, don't do tickets. that in case, because I'm not. Get your tickets now, preferably today, for sure in the next 48 hours. It's a 50-50 draw. It's not that big a deal, right? It's not that expensive. Right. There's all the ticket options. Just go to telemiracle.com. you got to be from Saskatchewan and 19 years of age and over. It supports the Kinsman Foundation. We all know what it is. Everybody's got a Kinsman Club. They're helping people every day. They dole out this money to the less fortunate to help them with their quality of life, uh, their independence, mobility equipment, and medical travel assistance. So please get your tickets. You only got till Wednesday to make it happen. Uh, we did not. We were a little 
No, we were and we weren't remiss. We didn't make a big deal out of our featured game for Bet Regal on Friday going into the weekend. I said mine was the rush game. And what did you say? It was the tennis on the weekend. You know what? The odds makers was a goal and a half. The rush would win. And we said, take the bet. I know. They won by one. So it wasn't by a goal and a half. But if you took them straight up. Yeah. You were in some... some but that's why they call it gambling. That's right. BetRegal.ca is the official and exclusive betting partner of the RP Show. And um, I'm just not good at gambling. That's why I don't do it a lot. I do it for fun or I might dole out a couple of bucks. But that was our featured game. Tonight, it's Toronto at Washington. Our, uh, our boss man down there at Game Plus TV in downtown Toronto. Really excited. Sean McCormick. Because it's his two favorite teams. Leafs and Capitals tonight. and then. Vancouver at the Devils. The Canucks have won, what is it, three in a row now? Yes. They're on a roll. Playing New Jersey. I'd like to think that's a six-inch putt. But that's what I said about the Canucks and Flames last week. For the Flames. How'd that turn out? Yeah. 7-1 Vancouver. And then Boston's at LA. Kings. It's only three games tonight in the NHL. And then the Raptors are at Brooklyn. So I guess the featured game for us, it's okay if we have the same one. Yeah. It would have to be uh, the Leafs and Capitals. Obviously. Yeah, it would. Are you starting to get excited? You know what? I am because I don't know what else is on my dance card for tonight. Except to actually sit down and watch the game. It's been a little while since I've been able to sit down and just watch a game. So I'm really looking forward to that tonight. They're starting to uh, really pick up in Toronto thinking that the Leafs might have a chance. Maybe that this will be the year. Yeah. Did you think it was unfair? Because I did. A young lad who's been on this show, probably watching right now, he's from, uh, his name's Ben Steiner. He's a U Sports reporter out of Vancouver, and he took a shot at Mike Babcock for losing game three yesterday for the U of S Huskies men's hockey team against the Calgary Dinos. He said, oh, they blew a third period lead against the lower seed and lost out in the playoffs. Some things never change, Mike Babcock. I'm like, spicy. No kidding. Like, spicy. I know. I'm not sure Ben's shaving yet. <laughs> if that means anything, and he's taking a shot at Babcock. Although I understand, I just happen to like Mike Babcock, and he's been tremendously great to me. And I guess as a public person, you got to take those shots. But you I do. thought, I thought, yowza. I know, right? It is a little spicy. When you see the opportunity to, to take the shot, I guess. You take the shot, and that's what, what Ben's thinking in that situation. But he covers you sports so well and, you know, so tirelessly. That was a tough series. And it goes to three games. Good for the Calgary Dinos, who were able to win. A big upset. But everybody, you know, you just instantly thought Babcock's coming in. Here's an NHL coach. Clearly, he'll make the team win. Well, he's not playing the game. He's just coaching. And after one year, you've got to continue to recruit. And we'll see if the Mike Babcock effect takes, you know, has an effect next year, the year after. Like, how much did he, you know, influence recruits coming there and, and the future. John in Edmonton's watching. He says, Rod, are you guys going to see the Edmonton Stingers March 14th to the 16th at the Windsport Arena in Calgary? That is the Canadian Elite Basketball League. And Darren, you know far more of what's going on there than me. But I am pretty sure that we will be. I don't know what I'm doing this afternoon. So to say what's going on in over two weeks, I, I can't. He's the planner. Yes. And it is the Americas, the BCLs, I think is what it's called. Got to check my notes, but uh, yeah, we're going to have some involvement with them. Um, we've got some tickets, so there's some good things happening there. Really excited, so stay tuned throughout the rest of this week and next, and uh, we've got some fun stuff coming. Thanks for asking. Maybe you'll come down, John. 
The poll question today, by the way, it's 11-11 here, Mountain, out here in the mountains. How about that? One eleven Eastern. Pay attention, your desires are coming true if you're awakened. Where was I? That just, that just blew my mind. Right. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships across the prairies. Which niche sport is the best? We came up with four options. The NLL, National Lacrosse League, auto racing, junior hockey, or the CEBL. And a lot of our viewers wrote in and said, what's the CEBL? And I'm like, come on. It's going into the fourth year. We talk about them regularly, the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Now I get it. You were gone last hour when I talked about human behavior and how you need to smack somebody in the face every damn day, multiple times a day to get their attention for stuff like this. The Calgary Flames, the Edmonton Elks, the Toronto Argonauts, the Montreal Expos, the Blue Jays have been around for decades. So we all know them. But if it's a new league, doesn't even have to be a new league. You still need to hit people in the face every damn day to get their attention, especially yeah. in today's world. You know. So anyways, I voted for junior hockey, but the fact of the matter is I like them all. And I'm not a sports snob. Do you think we're guilty of becoming sports <laughs> snobs, though? Yeah, I do. In society? A little bit, for sure. You watch your thing and you kind of turn your nose up at the next thing until the next thing becomes so popular you can't ignore it. We go in cycles, but we do. We kind of... Oh, it's not the NHL, right? I get it. We become snobs a little bit. We're a little guilty of that. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like that's where we're going. It's like if it's not the NHL, I'm not watching it, or it sucks, or if it's not this or that. That CFL-NFL argument is, uh, is a heck of an argument that I'm <laughs> definitely not getting into today. Tell your friends, by the way, we're live on YouTube and also Game Plus Television right now. Write in with something that... <clears throat> Let's get some new commenters, okay? If you don't mind, nothing against because our commenters we have, but let's hear from some new blood. I got so sidetracked in the quick six, I didn't even get through all of my thing. Uh, from Pat in Saskatoon, you know the jug. He's written in on the 902 line. Yes. Hey, Roddy, it's the jug here. I read your column on your website. Who do you think would be a good broadcaster for the Riders? I know they lost the best in you, but who would you say would be good for it? I don't know. I'm not doing the hiring. I have my thoughts. I'll keep them to myself. How about that? It's got literally nothing to do with me. Jeff in Redmond, Oregon, watching on Game Plus TV, says, I wonder how much Derek Jeter's stepping down as CEO of the Miami Marlins has to do with lockout frustration. You saw that? Mm -hmm. Jeter resigned as CEO of uh, Miami's Major League Baseball team. Funniest thing I saw today. Was somebody said, do you think he gives the Marlins a gift basket on his way out the door? You know the story. Of all Derek Jeter's conquests <laughs> in uh, Manhattan, they supposedly were given a gift basket on their way right. out the door, which I think oh, is very no. upstanding. Classy. Yeah, very classy of him. Um, it's all about the brand. You well, want I remember, to think well of you. Right. I remember being on a, a tour of Manhattan on a bus, double-decker bus. And uh, the rooftop buses, you've seen those. And we're going, I know exactly where Jeter lives because the tour guide said, Derek Jeter lives at the top of that building. It's just down the street from the United Nations, Derek. If you ever, okay. ever want to know. All right. And I sit there and go, do you think Jeter wants every tourist that comes into New York told where he lives? Really? 
Probably. He's not. got enough money that he could probably have a decoy apartment here, and but actually live over there. <laughs> Here's Derek Jeter lives here up on the wall. Um. Now people are getting offended, which is usual. About I always offend. Wayne and Victoria says, am I a snob for not watching Major League Baseball or NBA? No. But as I said to Moose, if you have to ask, maybe you are. But you're not saying that this is better than that. You're a CFL fan, you're a Ryder fan, and that's fine. I guess my point is, are you open-minded to these other leagues is what I'm saying. Watch whatever the hell you want to watch. I'm not telling anybody to do anything. What I'm saying is, this is what I go to. And it's in my column today how much we love here. Like, I didn't realize it until I was in Florida. And my hockey friend, hockey friend, hockey fan friends in Florida were like, you're so lucky being in Canada half the time. And I said, why? It's cold as hell. Yeah. And they're like, because there's a hockey game every night somewhere. A high-level hockey game every night. And I'm like... Oh, gee, gosh darn it, there is. I never realized it before. I know. And now we're going to them every night. You saw the photo, Junior A, University, WHL, NHL. We're going to them all. And I'm loving it. And I came back and I said to Moose, we're driving through Canmore. I said, I, these mountains, I never appreciated them until now. I went to college out here, didn't care. What's, what's happened? I know, right? I don't know what's happened. Annie, who? We got some good friends writing in. Our, our viewership's bumping up. We're bumping. Good. On a Monday. Good. We'll be right back. We're brought to you by Great Western, Great Western Original 16 Beer. And we'll get to these comments and more. And I cannot wait for the Matthew Barnaby interview later on this hour. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live. And if you missed any of the show, catch us on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Here we go. Back at it. Looks like we're under a cloud there. We are. At Gray Eagle. Yeah, it's a dark one. This way, the sun will pop out. All these mornings are beautiful here in Calgary. One day I'm going to get up early and run out with my camera and take a photo, but (sighs) not yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Regarding our surroundings, William May is watching in Lloydminster, Canada's only border city. He says it is regarding appreciating things. He says it's called getting older and we see things differently than we were when we were younger. Rod. Well, I've honestly done everything at breakneck speed my whole life. Anybody watching right now would know that. And I remember seeing these surveys when I was in my 20s and 30s, and they said people in their 50s and 60s are the happiest ever. That's the happiest decades, generations to be alive in your 50s and 60s. And I'm like, why the hell would that be? Things breaking down physically. You know what I mean? You're getting old. And I'm like, I'm not there yet, but I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Because I did everything 100 mile an hour. Now, you know what I mean? Now you can stop and look around. You know, it's a, Boom. it's a difference between going on a vacation on a work trip and a personal trip. Go to the same place and you think, ah, these yeah. work trips, I don't need a vacation. But when you're on a work trip, it's zing, 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 and you don't really get a whole lot of time to look around. Then when you get a day for yourself, it's like, 
This place is beautiful. Now I want to go here and Bingo. here and here. Bingo. Yeah. My Dale Mike is watching in Maui, Hawaii. Mali Kaliki Maka Mike. He says, good morning, Rod. I'm actually excited to come home from Maui tonight. Wednesday, I'll catch a Bruins game in Estevan after pizza, because Tower Pizza is king. And then Friday and Saturday, I'll be at the Brandt Center. So says Mydale Mike. So yeah, going out to those live sporting events. Todd Pinkney says, how come the hockey world, Pinks, it, how come the hockey world isn't talking about the Barrett Hayton goal this morning? like we did the McDavid, because it's Arizona. End of story. Now, that, that is where hockey careers go to die. Mm-hmm. Arizona, we all saw the goal. We all know Barrett Hayton, uh, Team Canada stud from two years ago with the World Juniors. It was an unbelievable goal. And to be honest with you, can somebody help me out? I was like, the guy that called that? I'm like, dang, this guy's a good announcer. I'm sorry to say, but it wasn't the normal Coyotes guy. Who's not bad, but this guy that called the goal was great. What was it on, folks? Was it a national game yesterday? Yeah, I don't remember. So, but it's, it's, it's as simple as Arizona versus Edmonton. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. And also, as Lorne Mulliken would say to me, don't ask questions. You never know. I right. mean, the goal that... Uh, Connor Bedard scored here in Calgary happened when we were in L.A. And they were talking about the goal in L.A. So why is a junior hockey goal in Calgary being talked about in L.A., but an NHL goal in Glendale, Arizona is not getting talked about anywhere? Sometimes there's no answers to these questions. I know, but you're right. It's all about the market. And Bedard, though, is the number one consensus pick for a couple years from now. So... He's going to get the pub, and the Pats have a lot of history. It's the same reason why nobody really talks about how good Jonathan Huberdeau is. And then we say, oh, he's underrated. Well, no, we're just not watching him and talking about him. He's very good. He's one of the best players in the planet. Hooby-dooby-doo. You know, and it was a high draft pick and everything else. It's just he's in a market. We're not talking about it. So when Barrett Hayden scores, we're like, oh, who's Barrett Hayden? He's a very good player. I, Canadian. I really miss going to the Panthers games in Sunrise. But it's coming. Mm-hmm. Enjoy where you're at. Makes life so much simpler. One more from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, I think I would really like lacrosse, just never exposed to it. Sounds exciting, though. See, this is why the leagues have come to us to get their word out. And um, I didn't know anything about lacrosse at all until the Saskatchewan Rush. And their president, Lee Genier, called me up six years ago. And said, Rod, would you mind coming up to Saskatoon to a game? We'll roll out the red carpet and show you what the NLL has to offer. I'd never been to an NLL game in my life. Or lacrosse. I went up there and I was hooked hooked immediately to the point where just this Saturday night, you were calling the game. There was that scrum along the boards. It was like five on five. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're going to have a brawl. But it was a one goal game and they didn't brawl because the game was too important. But it's like something could break out at any time. I know. And generally does. Like, guys run breakaways, and they're just whacking, like, almost breaking their arms and legs, and it's legal. I'm like, this is awesome. It's the way hockey used to be. Well, and zing, zing, zing. Overtime, Colorado had two breakaways, and the goalie makes two big saves. You think lacrosse, the ball's so small and so easy to score, but he made two big saves to rush win. It was cool. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. 
Bob Geronto. Thomas Matthews. Thomas Matthews is watching on YouTube, and he's one of these new viewers I was saying. He says, I'm a CFL fan because I gave watching something new a try. I'm not from a football family. See, that's the other thing where the CFL is a tremendous product. There's no two ways about it. And I've said this forever. If you have a great product and people don't know about it, that's on you. That's where marketing comes in. And the CFL does have a lot of fans. They just need to get the word out more. Uh, Ryan H. watching on YouTube says, NLL is a blast in person. If you haven't been, I recommend it. Incidentally, Moose, that Rush Colorado game was on TSN this morning. Did you notice? Yeah. Who were the announcers? Because you were calling one of the broadcasts. Yeah, we were doing a, a, a broadcast. We weren't on the TSN national feed. We've done the games on TSN Direct, uh, an online Who were those guys stream. doing the game? Um, who would have been calling the game? I haven't watched this Were morning. they there? Yeah, they were there. Okay. For sure. Joe and, and our friend Chantel Shand was there doing the game. and So it was a good crew. And How about that? They call it a good game. On the way, coming up in eight minutes' time, Matthew Barnaby will join us about the uh, Sean Avery comeback, second retirement, and where Barney fits into all of this. And actually, I'm not finished on that either, but from Phil and Dauphin, Manitoba, who's very excited that we're back on Game Plus TV today. Phil and Dauphin, Manitoba, the home of Shane... No, not Shane Knighty. He's from Nipawa. Do we know anybody from Dauphin? I don't Lots know. of guys have to do think a look. about it. Yeah. He says, thank God it's Monday. Sadly, I didn't know baseball was in a lockout. He says, and even sadder, I Googled when the J season starts and was even happier to find it's just a month away. But nope. No. He says, sadly, major sports media outlets are slipping because I hear more about Jake Paul fights than actual sports stuff. I'm an optimistic. I'm an optimist, so hopefully this ends soon. Hashtag go Jets. Hashtag go Jays. Hashtag Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. How about Bob's that? your uncle. Uh, we're, we're, for whatever reason, fast-tracking into the future here. Like, get in the DeLorean. Because yes. I saw Jake Paul tweeting something on the weekend about everybody being idiots, and it was retweeted 10,000 times. Like, it's not what it used to be. Uh, you really got to work hard. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to call the Saskatchewan rush out here. I waited up until, like, midnight to get a summary of the game from their website because I was too lazy to write my own. As of yesterday, they still hadn't updated their website on the 10-9 win. Like, to sit and wait for the newspaper to come out and sit and wait for the highlights to show your game. But you can't do that. You need to be out. You need to be front and center all the time in sports. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, ah, from the Hockey Club podcast, watching in Tallahassee, Florida. That's Corey Patterson, who hosts the Hockey Club podcast. He says, Barry Trotz and Grandma and Grandpa Patterson are from Dauphin. I knew it was somebody. How about that? It's Trotsy. Now they're all writing in saying it's Trotsy. Joe Lazito continues to watch on Long Island. He says, I'm glad I decided to give the NLL a try. Going to a New York Riptide game is always fun. Great mix of skill, athleticism, and violence. Joe, would you please write in and tell me where you learned of the NLL and why you wanted to go to a Riptide game? Please tell me where and why. Please, right now. Jeff the Stamps fan writes in and he says, Growing up in Calgary, we had the Flames and Stampeders. 
Flames were completely inaccessible for most while the Stampeders were, were. Main reason many like me love Stamps and are less loyal to the Flames. I don't know exactly what he means by inaccessible. What does that mean? You couldn't reach out and touch a flame? Is that what I guess? Saying? Yeah, hard, maybe a little harder, not quite in front of your face. And not a, like, like Tim Horton's very accessible. There's one in every corner, right? Okay. A little harder to get to. You walk both sides of that, though, don't you? Because you like the exclusivity I like of certain things. Absolutely. And that's, you know, when we talk about branding, both are good. It all has to line into what your goals are and where you want to. Use the Playboy. <laughs> the Playboy one? Yeah, if you don't mind. You know, the, 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 the metaphor, the parallel. Yeah, you know, um, it's okay to be exclusive and be hard to get into. If it's expensive or hard to get, that's okay because it's hard to get into the Playboy Mansion. It's exclusive. We don't know Hugh Hefner, but guess what? That means we're going out and buying. It's easy to buy the magazine. Right. Right? Different levels of So fandom. you can have different levels. Yeah, you might not be able to afford to go to games, but you can afford to buy the package to watch them on TV. You might not be able to afford the jersey, but I can get the foam finger. Right? Different level. Scott Stanley's watching on Game Plus Television in St. Albert, Alberta. He writes it and he says, Has it really been six years since the rush moved to Saskatoon? Wow, time flies. It's actually been seven, but six seasons. He says, What years were you at Mount Royal College? I played hockey there in 87-88, won a national championship in the second year under Jim Webster. Then he says, Anyways... That's how he ends it. <laughs> uh, I was at Mount Royal College here in Calgary, which is like a nine iron from here. Where we are right now, 90-91, the coach was Dave Clement, and his nickname was Pumpkinhead. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> the stars of the Cougars were not me, but it was a, um, Mark Hollick, Aaron Noski. Is that starting to ring a bell? 90-91. And what's fun about being here is we're running into Mount Royal grads, and they're like, I think we went to school at the same time. We might have been at the same parties together. We might have dated the same girls. Yeah. From Daryl in Toronto from the Beneath Sports podcast writes, and he says, Rod, why do you think people struggle to support local sports in their own backyard? I don't know because I do support the sports in my own backyard. So I can't speak for the people that don't. I think that people are very... In love with the shiny toy. Ooh. Yeah. And the big leagues that have the money to market are in front of their face. Therefore, people would rather stay home and watch the big leagues on TV than go out and watch the young men and women compete. And I think they're losing out because I love, I love, like I'm an introvert by nature. Nobody would believe that, but that's the truth. You get it. Yeah, you get it. I get it. But I love going to the games to see the fans and visit with the fans and see my friends. That's the, that's the social aspect for me. But I'm not, but I'm not speaking for everybody, and I, and I won't. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. I'm just going to show you what I'm going to do and why I love it so much. Fair? Why, Fair. What, how would you answer his question? Why do people struggle to support sports in their own backyard? Um, because we're, the world is so much smaller. So my favorite team doesn't have to be in my community, and I can get just as much access to the Tennessee Titans as I can to the Calgary Stampeders. Different league, doesn't matter. Right. So you don't have to. And I can go to the games and, you know, it's not that it's, it's more affordable than ever to fly and go to games, too, than it is to drive and go to different cities. So and I know just as much about, you know, the Golden State Warriors basketball team and every player on that team as I do about the local, you know, university basketball team or the junior team or whatever.
right? So it's about information. It's about access. It's about gear. It's just as easy as for me to get gear from those other teams and other markets. So we're now competing outside of our own local boundaries, and that's challenging. Um, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, John in Edmonton says, it's like the CFL. No one wants to go to the games anymore because the atmosphere isn't there. Well, to quote Reggie Dunlop in Slapshot, in the case of Edmonton, that situation's about to change. Victor Quee. And Jeff in Oregon says, he moved over to watch on YouTube. My TDS reception is having too many problems this morning. I can't. I'm not the cable guy. <laughs> cable guy? Cable guy? I think I met him on Saturday. Oh, Larry the Cable Guy. I'm thinking of the Jim oh, yeah, Carrey I'm movie. Larry the Cable Guy. The cable Guy. Whatever. Barney's next. I'll see you uh, in overtime. Yeah. We'll be right back. It is daytime sports and entertainment talk on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live. And if you missed any of the show, catch our podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Another beautiful Alberta morning here on the gateway to the foothills. It is Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. We're over here in the event center. Be watching... All week long, everybody, as we'll be giving away tickets to the March 18th show for Air Supply, March 20th, Foreigner Giveaways. Everybody loves that. Go to Grey Eagle's website and uh, check out their spring line of shows, including Jeff Foxworthy, The Beach Boys, Tracy Morgan coming in the fall. It is Calgary's entertainment destination. Matthew Barnaby played 834 NHL games. That's a lot, you know. With the Sabres, Penguins, Lightning, Rangers, Avs, Blackhawks, and Stars. And Barney joins us from, uh, I assume, Ottawa today. How are you doing, Matthew? I'm just leaving the cottage, yeah, in a few minutes. I feel like a Western boy uh, shoveling all this snow, and I'm very jealous, Rod. I should be at that casino attending. That, that's my era. That's our era of the concerts uh, that are going to be going on there. So I'm very, very jealous. I'll be in Edmonton and Alberta in a month or two, so uh, I'll definitely be making a trip down to that casino. Barney, we're having the best time. We're going to hockey games every <laughs> night. They're treating us like gold. It's, it's an absolute dream. Can you please take me through the last 10 days of your life as it relates <laughs> to Sean Avery? What is up? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was pretty happy uh, doing the Rod Peterson show once, once in a while, uh, doing my Bet 99 stuff, taking care of my kids. And then this idiot has to sign with the Orlando Solar Bears. And I was very, very, like I said, happy in retirement. I'm very uh, comfortable in my own skin and, and how I left it and where I am. And certainly not ready to go back and play uh, professional hockey in any capacity. But uh, my uh, despair, my hatred for Sean Avery um, got the best of me. And when I saw that he signed in Orlando, it was a chance to finally. Uh, get what I really wanted. I've challenged him to a boxing match uh, before on Rough and Rowdy with Barstool Sports. He has declined. Um, he's called me fat, a swollen sponge, and uh, I thought this was a chance that he wouldn't be able to avoid me. I signed with a team in that division. Unfortunately, it did not come to fruition as he was cut a couple days in, probably because George Larock said he was going to come back and beat the crap out of him too, but uh, it would have been fun. I can promise you that. So how close were you 
obviously I was on the edge of my seat. And I know that you can play, and I know that you can beat him up. How close can do you want to divulge the team? Like, okay, a, why did he get cut two days after they signed him? What happened there? And and again, so how did that affect your life? Yeah, I, I can't speak for the Orlando Solar Bears, but I, I had seen him skate a few weeks earlier, so I wasn't very worried about keeping up with Sean Avery, as it didn't look very pretty. And I try to keep myself in the best shape. I can. And once I saw that he might be coming back, obviously I amped that up um, to an absolute whole level, trying to train three times a day and uh, putting this 48 year old body through rigorous workouts, uh, which normally consists of just watching TV. Uh, how close was I? I was, I was pretty close. It, it was one of three teams in that division. I, I don't want to really say the teams because I don't think it's fair to some of the guys that you know, that maybe that team was looking at me to come in. And it wasn't for me to take a spot from any of the young guys or anything of, of that nature. It would have been a 10th forward. I probably would have played a couple shifts in that game. And hopefully that would have ended in a couple fights with, with Sean. So I'm um, guessing he just wasn't good enough. He wasn't fast enough. Um, but uh, yes, it was very close. I was talking to three teams and uh, trying to, it was more, it was more of schedule uh, that made sense because, I only wanted to sign for a team that it was going to sell out their building at home. Uh, that's why it made sense for them uh, to sign me, a uh, revenue-based uh, thing, and, and create some excitement, uh, I think. But it was all about uh, schedules that it was coming down to when I could play him and when it would be at home for that team. Well, the interesting thing, Barney, just so you know the Western Canadian perspective of this whole thing, I'm out here in Calgary, and I've gone to NHL, WHL, Junior A, university hockey games. What, what do you think that we're talking about? This! And people quite, <laughs> often said, people quite often have said to me, do you follow Sean Avery on Twitter? Did you see what he said? I said, no, I don't follow Sean Avery. I don't, want, I don't yeah. care what Sean Avery has to say. Matthew Barnaby, different story. So I was following it all through <laughs> what, what you had going on. So uh, I guess enough about uh, that other than... I guess a lot of people are disappointed because they, they wanted to see it. Are you disappointed that this didn't happen? I, I, I am. I, again, there's not many people I dislike in this world, and, and I, I've never met Sean Avery, to tell you the truth. Um, I've challenged him when we played. It's just, it's, I know a lot of people. I played in Dallas, he played in Dallas. I played in New York, he played in New York. I know a lot of people that, you know, work very hard for their living and have very tough jobs, whether it's trainers uh, people at the arenas and uh, just from people that I've heard from that aspect doesn't treat people very well. And I don't have time for that. And when you don't treat friends of mine, I'm always going to be loyal. And I thought this might've been the chance. And it's funny you, you say that because I don't follow Sean Avery on any social media. I don't have time for him, but I was following Orlando solar bears and saw that this came uh, across the line. And my girlfriend was actually sleeping right beside me. And I was like patting her head saying, I'm going back to play the East Coast Hockey League. Um, I just said I would sign with anyone in this division to fight Sean Avery. And she woke up and didn't remember anything that I said. And then she said, did you say you're going back to play hockey or did I dream? And I was like, no, I, I, I said I'm going back. She's like, well, let's talk about it a little bit more later. And then we started talking about it. So, yes, it's all done. It's not going to come to fruition. Uh, but certainly it wasn't exciting and fun. And uh, the m most favorite thing I had from those couple of days was seeing fans, you know, engaged. But also players that I played with, players that I played against, referees, um, just all with their hatred for Sean Avery. So that made it even more special. <laughs> well, at least you know how loved you are, Barney, uh, and confirmed how hated he is. Listen, 
the next time you come back, we'll talk about actual hockey stuff and playoff races and stuff. But I want to ask you this. Did you watch the Danbury Trashers documentary on Netflix of that UHL team? Did you see that? I did. It was awesome. And actually, he's reaching out to me. I guess they're doing some fighting thing. And I just said, hey, I'm, I'm not, I hope this isn't because of what happened in the East Coast, but I'm not going to be doing this. I don't know if that's where you're going with this whole thing. But yeah, it was pretty, pretty amazing. I never knew the true story. I'd heard about them, but I never knew the true story. Great documentary on Netflix for anyone out there. Well, when we, you know, we were working in hockey at the time, and I, we all knew about the UHL. We knew about the team, but I never really realized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, this actually happened. But anyways, Barney, I think you should go. I don't think you should fight, but I think you should go because A.J. Galante was on our show last week, and he talked about it. He was, okay. I mean, you were playing in the NHL when they had that one in Prince George. It was near the end of your career. It was 06. It was like this uh, Battle of the Blades. They have the figure skating now that Kelly Chase and Theo are in, but yeah. it was fighting. So it's an ultimate fighting championship for hockey. I think you should at least go and judge or something. You know, like, would you do that? I would, yeah, I would, I would love to be a part of it. And like I said, I was a big fan of the series. And um, anyone that wants to get in any ring, it's, it's their, you know, it's, it's their right. I think it would be fun for them. I'm not fighting. I'm 40, 49 years old. Like I said, I had one fight left in me. It was for Sean Avery. Uh, but to be a part of it, I think would be very cool. And um, I love what he did. I love what they did. Um, they're beloved. They're beloved by their fans, loved by any player that ever played with them. Uh, I think John Moraski is going to be one of the judges. I think there's a few other guys. But I'd love to be a part of it um, if they'd have me, for sure. Well, <clears throat> maybe they need a broadcast team. I, speaking of weird dreams i had a dream that you and i were broadcasting an nll game a national lacrosse league game i never told you weirdest thing ever it was uh i, I, I didn't know where you're going with your dream there but that, that that that's that's the best uh dream that i could have imagined coming out of your mouth there buddy <laughs> could have been worse barney thanks for the visit so sorry i won't see you back on the blades again i was looking forward to it but it was fun to follow and thanks for coming on today i'll see you out there soon in western canada and uh, stay safe, everyone. Cheers. We'll be here. The great Matthew Barnaby uh, joining us from the cottage country. We'll be right back with overtime. Hang on, everybody. We're live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV. YouTube Live, of course. And also on your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go, folks. It is overtime. It's proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Big UFC event coming up this Saturday night. You can drop your bets at betregal.ca, by the way. I see Sean McCormick already dropping the odds from Game Plus. He's, he's in it already, but it's right. only Monday. We get, everybody's looking ahead, which is good. I mean, you definitely should not look back. But as we open up overtime and viewer takeover, and I'll tell you again, the Four Seasons Sports Palace is your home for the UFC and the NHL. Dan Asham in Winnipeg writes and he says, who do you think is going to win tomorrow night? Jets or Habs? And so Montreal's on this big Western Canadian road trip, this vaunted roadie. Right. And I'm telling you, man, we've been in Calgary for now. This is our third week. The last time we were here a month ago, they were already talking about the Habs coming. Remember? Yes. More so just the Flames people I talked to were talking about the Leafs game and what a big crowd it was and blah, blah, blah. They're going to have a full house Thursday night for the Montreal Canadiens here. 
So everybody's looking ahead, and that's good. But as far as the Habs and Jets go, I guess if you... If it comes down to as simply as who wants it more, it's got to be the Winnipeg Jets. I just said to Moose in the break, the Jets are six points out of a playoff spot right now when you factor in the wild card. They're not going the right way. It's must win for the Winnipeg Jets. Montreal's already selling off uh, assets. Yeah, it is. It's must win for Winnipeg. And you know what? They're, they're a team, when you're, when you're within six points or eight points, it's within striking distance. All it takes is going on a little bit of a run. But, you know, has, has there been evidence that the team can do that? I mean, they've got some pieces, but it's now or never. Back to the fighting. <laughs> of course. Joe Lazito in Long Island says maybe Avery needed the wake-up call that it wouldn't stop with Barney or George. Guys would be coming out of retirement every other day to get their pound of flesh from them. The whole thing was weird. And I, I said, I just hope these guys don't. A, embarrass themselves, or B, get hurt. I didn't think Bernie would do either one, because I know what kind of shape he's in. But the thing with Avery, I mean, did they ever explain why they cut him? Like, this was a stupid-looking publicity stunt, if that's all that it was. So they pre-sold a bunch of jerseys, or sold a bunch of jerseys? Like, it was, if you're going to do it, follow through. Right, and it felt like a, almost like a pro tryout. Bring him in and sign him and he gets on the ice and it's like okay he's not going to be able to crack the lineup we can't put him in the lineup so we're gonna let him go i understand the pr side of it is fine you got a little buzz a little attention on the organization you got some talk about the east coast league but you know after two days on the ice they realize this is not something that's gonna work <laughs> at 41 years old or however old avery is they're saying he's not chris chelios is that what they're saying he's not chris chelios or tom brady Yeah, that Avery seems like a real piece of work. But I shouldn't speak of him because I've never met him, and a lot of people would say the same thing about me. A lot of people have opinions about me that don't know me. But I was at an event in Las Vegas with him, and uh, he didn't seem like the best guy there. Right. But again, I didn't, I didn't talk to him there. As we wrap this up and put a bow on it, and by the way, if you want to hit us, you better hit us now. And thanks, all of those. Look at this pot for the 50-50. Uh, Whoa. Sold uh, $9,000 in tickets in the last hour. Come on, Saskatchewan. Where are we going? Higher. Telemiracle.com. Get your tickets. I already have. Darren has his. Yes. Get yours. The draws Wednesday. Say what, Clark? Clark says he got his today. So please make your purchase right now at Telemiracle.com. And, uh, yeah, you have to be in Saskatchewan. You have to be 19 years of age or over. And I appreciate you for doing it. But don't wait until the deadline. Because you know what? At, they always do with this telemiracle thing. And the I site know. might crash. I'll be honest with you. The site might crash. So get your tickets within the next 24 hours. Yeah. The general in Calgary wants me to ask you if Jack Campbell makes you nervous. No. Goaltending always makes me nervous, though, for any team. But no, I am not more nervous about Jack Campbell or Peter Mrazek or whether it was Freddie Anderson or whoever. You know, they're all capable goaltenders. So when the chips are down and you're in the playoffs, can your goaltending stand up? We're going to find out. He's done it before in the past. Uh, yeah. He's also wilted before. Game seven against Montreal last year, I remember. For sure. Right in the wicket, started the onslaught for Montreal in the comeback. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And that's the thing. It seems so easy to sit back as a fan or whatever we are 
and watch. But I look at the Oilers, and they won. Sorry, they lost in Carolina Sunday, but they won Saturday in Florida. And yeah. people are saying, well, Mike Smith wasn't that bad. And Miko Koskin outshone Bob on Saturday in Sunrise. Yeah, cool. Pew, meteor. And I'm not the biggest Bob fan either, by the way. I want a guy that I know when the chips are down is going to stop the puck. He's going to make the save. Mike Smith is not that guy. Jacob Markstrom here in Calgary, he is. And Marc-Andre Fleury has three Stanley Cup rings to show that he's been that guy in Pittsburgh. But in Vegas, he wasn't that guy. Boop, up the road. Yeah. You go. Right. You need a guy you trust or you're not winning anything. Yeah. Uh, Tacona and Winnipeg. Rod, did you shout out Klitschko and Lomachenko's fighting for their country? No, I didn't, but I just did. There you go. Saturday night, uh, I guess you'll be broadcasting Regina Pats hockey. You won't be watching UFC. Another road trip, yeah. We're in the final minute, by the way. In the final minute. Oh, here we go. Last minute of play in the RP show. Well, this is going to be something special. They've just put up on the screen. Tuesday on the show, Winnipeg Ice star Zach Benson and fighting insider for Palace Athena, Don Andrews. Fighting. (laughs) Uh, Zach Benson is the star 16-year-old from the Winnipeg Ice who likes all of our tweets, watches all of our stories. Zach Benson's on the show tomorrow and Saturday night, last a week ago Saturday, and Red Deer. I won the first goal contest for the Winnipeg Ice because I picked Zach Benson to score first and dang it if he didn't do it. We uh, are big fans of his now around here. Huge fans of Zach Benson. And the ice told me they've got the show on in the dressing room every morning. Awesome. As do a lot of hockey teams and NLL teams. You wonder why we love them so much. It's because they love us. Yeah. It's a two-way street. Thanks to Barney, Ken Reed, you, you people. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Nerds! (laughs) Nerds! For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.